God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. Man, it's a great day to be alive. God has been so good to us. And I'm, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Around here, our weather has changed so much. Um, it's uh, nice and cool instead of like really hot as it's been um, lately. So I'm so grateful and thankful to the Lord for that. Brothers and sisters, I want to continue um, <clears throat> with um, with inside of the Lord is my shepherd inside the 23rd Psalms. I want to continue with that because, like I said, as I did that study, the Lord really blessed me with some good uh, information. But not only that, just revelation, um, you know, um, concerning every aspect of that um of those six verses of scripture. I mean, I hadn't really gave it a whole lot of thought in the past, but um, I, I did as I did this study. Man, it was just uh, it was just eye opening. It was exciting. And so I want to continue with that with part three uh, inside of the 23rd Psalms. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for being so awesome, and thank you that your word is life today. Lord, your word is uh, is a light unto our, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, the entrance of your word brings light. And so thank you so much. We look for your word to bring us light today, that as we look at the scripture, God, we just want to say thank you in advance. Holy Ghost, anoint me to speak your word. And anoint the folks to listen and hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So, brothers and sisters, we left off um, on our last scripture. We were talking talking about um, the Lord leading us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And so, now we're at, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And just do a recap. Remember, David, as he's writing this psalm, more than likely is a uh, is an older man he's a king i believe and he is looking back over his life and i believe that as he's look as he's looking over his life he's looking at it from the perspective of a shepherd and he's comparing him being a shepherd over his sheep to god being a shepherd in his life and so he looks back over his life and he begins to see all of the pitfalls that he endured the things that he went through and in each uh, part of his life he noticed that God was always there to take care of him to provide for him to make a way for him so that was important to David and so he um, he looked at that and he began to compare his life where he was with that of a sheep you know because he dealt with sheep and he talked about the shepherd and when you look at the shepherd, the shepherd was very caring, very understanding. The shepherd was a strong man. Uh, the shepherd was a person who uh, could get things done, was a visionary, always had a vision for the sheep, provided for the sheep. And so he looked at his life and said, hey, God provides for me. He meets my need. In fact, the Bible says that the Lord shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So. David, he understood that God was with him. He understood that God provided everything that he needed. And it was important to him to see this. 
And we should look at this thing the same way. Listen, y'all, it's God who provides for us. Make no mistake about it. The Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. God orders our steps. It's not us. It's him. And so it's amazing how he does that. You know, everything that ever happens to us in life, I'm telling you, he uses it and he mixes it together in this big old bowl of anointing of our lives and power in our lives and all the bad things and the good things that goes together. And the Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord that's called according to his purpose. So even the mistakes you made, even the things that you did wrong, the catastrophic decisions you made, it doesn't matter because it all goes into the same uh, sort of the same bowl. It all goes into that anointed bowl that's going to be poured over your life. You know, everything that happens, it happens for a reason. And God uses it all. The potter uses every bit of the clay as he's molding us, as he's shaping us. He uses it all. He doesn't leave anything out. And so that's the wonderful thing about God. And so let's pick up where we left off. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And so we hear this, <clears throat> we hear this verse at funerals quite often. After a loved one has lost, um, lost a family member, this is one that you hear. And so David, as a shepherd boy, you know, he knew about this, this, um, this passage. You know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, because he thought about it. He thought about all the times that he had to go through valleys, knowing the predators that were there, the things that were waiting to try to uh, ambush the sheep. And David knew as a shepherd, he tried to stay away from those places, but there were times where he would go. And so that would be his valley of the shadow of death. And as he looked at his life, he began to see all around David, David had enemies and there was death all around David as he reigned as kings. David killed thousands of men himself. You know, the Bible talks about him killing 200 men for Saul just to take their foreskins. The Bible talks about the many encounters that David had with the uh, Philistines and other uh, groups and tribes of people. You know, David was a killing machine, but David was a man after God's own heart. And so David knew what the enemy was trying to do. You know, even in the shadow of death, notice he said it was a shadow. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know that Jesus, when he died, he took the keys to death and hell. When he rose from the dead, he took those keys to death and hell, and death no longer had power over us. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the day we receive him is the day that we have eternal life. Now, sure, you may die physically because you got to get out of this world somehow. If Jesus doesn't come and rapture us out of here, then you will die. You will go by way of the grave. But death doesn't have that sting to it. There's not the uncertainty that's involved, you know, that was involved when death had that sting. Now we know without a doubt to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We know to be with God that when we leave this earth, we're going to be with the Lord forever and forever. We have his promise that we have eternal life. And so death doesn't have that sting. We know that we're going to see our family members again who are saved. 
those who love the Lord that went ahead of us, that we're going to see them. And guess what? One day, one day, if the Lord tarries and and he doesn't come and rapture the church, you're going to die. But death doesn't have that sting anymore. You know, and, you know, we think about dying. I know um, I think the biggest thing is not so much the dying, but it's the mode of transportation, <laughs> you know, and that that's what I think that we look at kind of like, well, how's it going to happen? Yeah, that's that's I think the part that maybe make people somewhat fearful. But here's the deal. Man, God is with us. He said, Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end of the world. So it doesn't matter what happens. He's with us. Even in death, he's going to be with us. His angels are going to escort us from this body to the presence of the Lord. And that's what's wonderful about it. So when David looked at this, he said, yeah, this I used to take my sheep through difficult uh, places like that where I know the enemy was surrounding them. But you know what? He said he knew that God was on his side. And brothers and sisters, if God be for you, then who can be against you? It doesn't matter who tries to come against you, because if God is for you, that's all it takes. And so anyway, he goes on to say, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but power, love and of a sound mind. God gave us the ability to overcome fear. Jesus doesn't want, it, want us to fear. You know, when angels appear to people, they would always say, fear not, you know, because God doesn't want us to be fearful of the devil. The Bible says that he's given us power to tread over serpents and scorpions and nothing of the enemy shall harm us. So I will fear no evil. Then he goes on to say, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, the amazing thing about this is that the shepherd carried a staff and his staff was a sort of a long skinny cane like instrument and the shepherd would use it to direct the sheep to guide the sheep also you know it worked as a dual uh, instrument because he could use it also to fight off predators to fight off wolves and and lions and other predators that would come to try to get the sheep also he used that staff to rescue sheep if they had fallen and they were upside down and on their backs and they, you know, they can't get up on their own. So the shepherd would use the curved part of the, the staff to reach down and quickly uh, put the sheep back up on his feet. And so that was the really good part about the shepherd. He could use that staff and he was good at it, you know, and he would always rescue sheep when they got themselves in a bad situation. That's why David said thy rod. And that staff, they comfort me. He knew that God is a God of war. Man, God is a God who can absolutely get it done. They called him the Lord of hosts. You know, he's the general of all generals. So even in war, it doesn't matter. If God be for you, then who can be against you? So David knew that God was on his side and that his rod and his staff they comforted David. Now, the rod was a smaller instrument, like a club, and he could just take that thing and knock the heck out of one of those animals, you know. But mainly, those shepherds, they used that staff because it was dual purpose. It could be used to protect the sheep. Also, 
be used to guide and direct the sheep. So, he said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And so David, one of the things he liked is he would always be vindicated by God, even in the presence of his enemies. You know, God said that if a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even their enemies at peace with them. And you know, so God, David saw God as this host, as this heavenly host, and David had been invited to this banquet, and he said that the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So even in the midst of my enemies, God will make me prosper and will vindicate me in everything I do. But David saw this, you know, Jesus made the invite in the New Testament. He talked about inviting people from the north, south, east, and the west. You know, he talked about how the last would be first and the first would be last and that he would invite them to this heavenly feast, you know. And David, I think, was referencing that as well because David said a lot of things that were prophetic, you know. And so I think this gives us a look at what God wants to do. You know, as God is the host, he's going to sit down with us as his children, you know, and host this great feast for us. And so he says that thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. One of the things David knew is, you know, in the Eastern culture, <clears throat> what guess what hosts would do is when a traveler came in and they were the guest of these hosts, the host would anoint them with oil. And this oil had, you know, fragrance, fragrance in it. And what it would do, it would actually soothe um, the the uh, the guest, the traveler. I mean, they had been out on the road and they were coming as a guest. And so this oil, this this oil with the fragrance, it had a uh, it had this this really um, good feeling to it when it was applied to the skin, and it really soothed. Um, the guests and made them feel really good and so david said thou anointest my head with oil and so he also thought about how god anoints him you know when david was anointed king he was out in the field tending shepherd and tending <clears throat> tending sheep when samuel called for him to come in and samuel poured the horn of oil over david's head and it began to flow all the way down his face. And so David said, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And so this is symbolic of the oil of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and how the oil of the Holy Spirit, the oil of gladness, flows. But not only flows, it overflows. You know, and he said, he talked about uh, rivers of living water flowing out of our bellies, you know, and so the Lord anoints us, you know, with his power, with his spirit. And so um, I think when you look at that, that's definitely referencing, um, referencing this. In Psalms uh, 45 and 7, it says, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. In the New Testament, the believer enjoys overflowing love, overflowing joy, and overflowing peace. 
David saw himself as a guest in the house of the Lord, and he was sitting at the Lord's table. He remembered all the times that God vindicated him in the presence of his enemies. When David was a shepherd boy, it's a good chance that he rubbed oil on his on the faces of his sheep. Now, one thing that that would do is it would keep the bugs, the flies, and the insects and other opportunistic bloodsuckers off of the sheep's face. David knew as long as he had a relationship with the Lord that he would be protected from his enemies. So David thought about all of this as he looked over his life. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, listen to this. Goodness and mercy is Jesus. God's goodness and God's mercy is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus, um, he makes sure that we are always surrounded with his mercy, with his goodness, with his grace, because he's so good to us. David was confident when he made this statement about goodness and mercy. Here's a man that sinned many, many times, and yet he's confident in the goodness and mercy that shall follow him all the days of his life. And the reason why he's confident is because he knew that God is very forgiven and God is very merciful and his mercy and his goodness continues to extend towards us. He understood that. So he gave us goodness and mercy when he gave us Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Finally, David made this statement in Psalms 27. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, is to dwell in the house of the Lord, all the, and to behold the beauty of the Lord in his temple. And he wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. And so David understood that this was also going to lead to, a, um, to an eternal end, that one day, he would be with the Lord forever and forever. And that was the good thing about this is that David was forward looking and he knew that one day he would be with God. And so he said in the word of the Lord that he wanted to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. And that, that my friend, is where we want to go. We want to be with God forever and forever but you know you can't be there if you don't accept him if you don't accept jesus christ as your lord and savior you can't be with god you never will <clears throat> and so the question then becomes what are you going to do about that the question becomes what what are you going to do about that because if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you get eternal life the day that you receive him. If you're interested in accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. You said in your word that if I will confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I'll be saved. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for saving me. And I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. And I'm saved, I'm saved, 
I'm saved. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, you're a child of God. You have eternal life this moment, right now. <clears throat> so if anything happened to you, you're going on to be with the Lord. So brothers and sisters, get in a good Bible believing church. Get a good Bible, good Bible app. And it's time for you to start walking with the Lord. Well, I enjoyed it today. And brothers and sisters, I encourage you to get in your word and really study. And uh, go over to 23rd Psalms yourself. I love it. It's amazing. This is Brother Leonard. Have a great day.